Welcome back to Positive Talk. This is David Startouch. And last week, we completed our series on post-traumatic growth from the popular book, What Doesn't Kill Us, The New Psychology of Post-Traumatic Growth. And today marks the beginning of a brand new series. Before we begin, I'll introduce myself. Uh, for those of you who are just joining, my name is David Startouch. I am a uh, PhD candidate, a licensed professional counselor in the state of Colorado, and a certified professional coach. Uh, one of the things that my one of my greatest passions is positive psychology. Now that passion actually was born uh, well after my counseling career, uh, after finishing my education in counseling and discovering coaching, when I was so frustrated that all of the counseling tools and whatnot that I was encountering in DC didn't seem to really help people as much as I found coaching did. And I had all, all sorts of different theories, uh, but what really, the center of it I realized was when we used positive psychology with a few other uh, here and now techniques, people started getting results. So what positive talk is really going to be shifting into is weekly events, things that are going on in the world as well as a positive outlook, and how we can use this stay positive during things that are very difficult. And so this is designed, uh, this podcast is going to be continuing to evolve. Uh, I'll be having some guests on here, but we're really also going to be focusing on the positive outlook and how we can encourage a positive outlook and to stay positive in our lives. When we have so much negative news coming towards us and uh, difficult experiences. I mean, right now we've got, uh, we've had multiple hurricanes. Let's see, uh, yeah, two major ones and uh, some major storms, it's just, and then, uh, we, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've had some, actually three hurricanes right now, I think about it. It has, uh, it's already been a busy year, and with the political climate, there's people going back and forth, uh, whether, I, I'll, I'll stay, I'll stay out of the political side, most of you probably know where I stand, uh, as a feminist, I'll just leave it at that. But one of the things I would like to help people is to find a way to stay positive in things that are difficult to change and things that are not likely to change anytime soon. And so that's actually a big part of resilience. And positive psychology is one of the aspects that can inform us, but putting it into practice is the challenge. So we'll be having a few different experts and um, people who are doing this show up on the show uh, a little bit later, not in this episode, but in future episodes. Today, I was uh, reflecting about what we should talk about, and I've got so many different topics on my mind that I would love to, to, to share with you, and I think probably the most important one, especially after this last series, is how we can begin to grasp a situation when we are being pulled in many different directions. Now, tell me if this sounds like you. Uh, you have a schedule or you have to be different places. You're constantly checking your phone. You've got multiple conversations going on through the day. You're uh, struggling to make sure that you're meeting all of your obligations. You're not quite sure uh, where future resources may come from. Sometimes you find yourself worrying or pondering or thinking about the past or worrying about your future or feeling distressed about something that's going on in the news today. And uh, there's, these are so normal. I mean, the, the, it's becoming, we had 
the Vegas massacre, and then we had this another shooting in Texas. There are so many events that can just take us into a place of fear or discomfort or really just trying to gain control of our life. So you might be running around and feeling a little exhausted, a little tired. We just had the time change if you're on uh, Daylight Savings Time. Thank you, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> For better or worse, that's what we've got. And I just wanted to, uh, to uh, bring all of that up for a moment so you could put yourself in the position where you've been somewhere during this week. And then I want to bring you to this moment where I'm going to suggest that slowing down is actually the secret. One of the things I found during my coaching career was uh, and struggles in, with counseling in general is that people were getting results in different ways. But now, uh, gosh, it's 2017. So seven years later, I can tell you that I have found the number one thing that everyone needs to do when they're trying to solve a problem, when they're stressed out or they're frustrated, is to slow down. So uh, this last week, I've noticed I was really tired. And I think, you know, for the first time, so for those who've been following my journey, my dissertation went out there. Um, we moved to the next stage of my research. And for the first time, I actually had some time to kill before the next stage. And work was very busy. I'm sure you might relate, uh, being pulled in many different directions, all these crazy things in the news. And I hadn't taken a walk in a while. The weather had been off, so and I've been busy. There's all, all these different good excuses for not exercising or at least taking a moment. And so today, the weather was a little nicer in Boulder. They said it was going to be 50s. It was in the 40s. But I chose to go for a walk. I bundled up just in case. Uh, wore multiple layers, you know, sweatshirt, a, a vest, a jacket over that. I went a little overkill because I knew it would be dark when I got back. But I was going to go for a walk, and I started walking. And on this walk, I was uh, listening to an audiobook. And it's a slow-moving audiobook, so I had a lot of time to look around and just process and take in this gorgeous place that I live in and the natural beauty that was around me. And I noticed different people on the trails that I hadn't seen before. Um, there was this girl running by who was so focused. And I mean, she was in a t-shirt, so I was like, uh, she was obviously keeping herself warm in the run. But uh, uh, there was this gentleman riding his bike, uh, somebody uh, walking their dog, and little bunnies uh, I noticed on the trail, as well as some prairie dogs. So, you, you know, your typical... A Colorado type trail with your Colorado type people, very active nature around. But it wasn't until I, I walked past some industrial side and then I uh, did this, I got high enough that I was able to see the mountains. And it was just at that magic hour, that twilight, and I'm slowing down and I'm looking at this mountains and I was just, I, I just stopped. I was stunned. I just, this was an important moment and I could just feel it. I mean, this view that I was seeing was just so majestic. And it hit me, you know, the slowing down is something that, that has always been the solution to my clients and my own. It's the first step. So how often are we slowing down? And what does slowing down mean? Does it mean we stop doing what we're doing? Does it mean we build in time into our schedule? And you can slow down in all different, different ways, actually. Uh, 
you know, it's the the rush of the hectic that I think puts a lot of people's cortisol levels higher than they really need to be. We begin stressing out over things that we might not be able to change, things that are are difficult or challenging, and especially the stuff stuff we can't change. That's that's the frustrating part. So when I was looking at those mountains, I was reminded for a moment that those mountains are going to be here long after we're all gone. And that this moment in time that I'm blessed to be able to visit right now is it's a it is a blessing and it's a gift. This every moment in life that we have is a gift. And when I think about America and if you're listening to this outside of America, great. Uh, but when we think about Americans, um, we, we're often busy, we're worried, and we're stressed out. And then if we think about Europe and other places, let's say Italy, they built in siestas, things are a little slower, and I'm not sure siesta is the right word, but they built in uh, these breaks for, for naps, and um, somehow life has gotten away with us. And it doesn't matter where you are on the the class income scales. I think everyone can use a moment to just slow down and appreciate the natural beauty around us and the, the people around us. You know, I find myself sometimes thinking about these uh, the the people in my life who are very important, and I just say you know silent prayers of thank you for them being in my life. And when I get a text from somebody. You know, I, the first thing I do is I, I look at that text and I see who it's from. And, you know, initially when you do that, you think of someone and their situation or what's going on. Your brain accesses all that information and you begin flooded with, with content. But I challenge you for a moment that when you get a text to ask yourself, what does this person mean to me? And just to be thankful that they're communicating with you. You know, when my boss texts me uh, from my part-time job, I'm a professional coach, but I do work part-time at the, the hospital. So when my employer texts me and about some, I know it's going to be something about a shift being covered or some issue that happened that I'm, I need to be aware of. And I just think I'm grateful to have this experience where I've been able to help people and to uh, connect people in the great crisis. And even while talking with you right now and doing this very different podcast, because before I was reading from that book, just to share with you a little bit about this Thrive model. And I'm very blessed to even have this, this technology and this opportunity to create this podcast. And my education, uh, my doctoral education, honestly, anyone who tells you a PhD is easy is crazy. And it changes you. I mean, it's, it's three to seven years, depending on your program and your process and your time. And that's a lot of time. Our relationships and marriages are sometimes shorter than that. Uh, and, or, you know, it's just we change as people during that time. And if you've, you know, that's, I think that's what undergraduate, the four-year programs, and sometimes it takes, took me longer than four years to finish because I was at community college for a while. And then one central thing, I'm going to come back to it again, is the time. When, what do you appreciate the most from your experiences? And when I talk about all of those experiences, it's the when you think about the people and you think about the blessings and, and how, you, how you've grown and 
even the challenges and tribulations, and how you came through them. That is a blessing of slowing down. Because it's when we slow down, our sensory processes uh, increase. So when you take a moment and you do go for a slow walk and you start looking around, there's that essence of boredom that can kick in once you process, and that's the busy mind of the American. You know, where we're running around all the time, going point A, point B, or we've got the hectic schedule and we're checking our phone for the time and, you know, what's going on. We've been conditioned through Facebook. I love Facebook, and you're, you created Facebook, you created a culture of instant gratification and attention-seeking that is a problem. <laughs> Just going to say it. Uh, because we have now gotten to this place where we think that or feel that when we post something, that our lives are so important that everyone's going to read. And yet, how often do we go and read other people's pages? You know, we rely on our news feeds. Well, by taking time to, and, and to even find this podcast, you're, you're taking a moment to educate your mind and to listen to some part of yourself that you might not have engaged. Because we, we're, honestly, uh, you may not have thought about this, but podcasts are learning through observation, through hearing. Where you're going, you're taking some time out of your busy day. I try to keep these episodes uh, 20 minutes or less because I know that w- this instant gratification culture has really built this in. And so here's the challenge right now. Think about three things that are really important in your life. All right. The three most important things. And that might be a tough question. And so you can think about that just immediately right now. This list can get bigger and bigger as you go on. But just the three most important things right now. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's making rent. Maybe it's, it's taking a moment for yourself. Whatever those three most important things are. Okay? Now ask yourself, how much time would you like to give those things? All right? So now that you've got, you've got those three important things, you're asking how much time you'd like to give them. Now for that counter question. How much time are you giving them? So we've got like to, how much would you like to, how much are you? And then here's the real question, all right? So how much would you like to, how much you are to, how much are you willing to give? See, there's a distinction between what we would like to do, what we are doing, and what we're willing to do. Sometimes that inner self doesn't want to do it, and it's going to make excuses. Your time is your most precious, your 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 precious um, money, uh, currency. If you want to show love to someone, buying them flowers might be nice, but attention is really what people are desiring. Now, attention can become from from flowers. You know, maybe it's buying something, some someone something. But if you go to a child. You know what they crave the most is your attention and to be listened and seen and heard. And to a degree, all of the things that are important to us are like little children. How much attention are we giving? And sometimes they're the obnoxious child that just won't stop screaming and you're having to give it attention and it's stressing you out. And sometimes it's the, the, the wonderful, calm, happy child that makes you smile and just lights up your day and makes your life worth living. It can be anything like that. It's your experience of the moment. So when you slow down and you take a moment to appreciate that this moment in time is temporary, but it's special and that it has an opportunity to teach you something, to allow your senses to process this moment. 
you will find a new sense of, well, I was going to say strength, but I don't quite think that's the right word. A new sense of power, perhaps. Um, You're going to find a new sensory awareness in which more action can be taken. When we are speeding through things, your brain is pushing itself to the limit. You're thinking ahead. You're trying to anticipate. And you're missing little details because you can't catch the details when you're going fast. Now, here's the analogy I use when, to kind of explain this. When you're on a, on a jet, you're going really, really fast, but you're going very high up. So the ground looks like it's moving slower because you're farther away from it. But if you're on a train or in a car and you're going very quickly, the things that you look to directly outside of your window may be going by quite quickly if they're close, but the farther away things, you have time to see. So that's a simple concept of perception. If you're in a car and you look down and look at the lines, they're moving very quickly, but if you look to the side and the distance, things move more slowly. This is why we can drive. This, these the neuroperceptions of that. So perception is the key. How you perceive time is directly related to your stress level. And if you've ever encountered a very calm person that moves very slowly, even in stressful situations, they may make you crazy. And yet, they're able to come up with solutions and sometimes think through things because they're taking their time. Now, obviously, if someone's life is at stake, you don't want that person taking their time to save your life. You want them to act urgently. So use this with some reason. Uh, But just ask yourself where you can add some more time in your life and where you would like to slow it down. Um, One of the things uh, that is common uh, in relationship counseling, when uh, if you're... Uh, let's say your your relationship, uh, your sex life has diminished, right? You've been married or at a couple for so long that you you find you're not even having much sex anymore. And that is most men and women both usually don't love this, but they're not really sure how to fix it because there's some unspoken thing going on. And one of the therapeutic tools that is often used is to slowly massage and touch your partner. You're not going to have sex that night but to just slowly massage or touch and be sensual. And as we slow down, things become more intimate. When we're taking the time for a romantic dinner, we're slowing things down where, you know, the food is more thoughtfully created. We pay attention to the ambiance and the atmosphere that we're creating. When we're taking the time to be with a loved one uh, in a romantic fashion, we want to spend as much time as possible with them, usually, and to really just spend quality time. And I think quality is the key. So uh, when we slow down, even if it's just going for a walk, your brain has a chance to also catch up. And this is the subconscious superpower that everybody has, but we forget. And this subconscious superpower is that you're, when you're not thinking about something, so if you're stuck in a problem, you go for a walk, you don't think about that problem, your subconscious has a chance to work on it. So I would challenge the idea that we always need to be working. I would say we need to be taking more breaks in which we're not working to allow our creative genius to step in. And on these breaks, if you go for a walk, if you just check out the sky, watch the birds, um, connect with people, smile with people going by, depending on your culture. Uh, some people find in D.C., if you smile at somebody, it's like, what do you want? But in Colorado or the West Coast, you smile at somebody, it's like, hi, and they're like, hello. And... It's just a cultural difference. But just doing whatever you need to do 
to slow things down, to get your mind off of whatever you're worrying about or whatever you're thinking about, and to connect to yourself. And this is where meditation often comes in. So I see we're about at 20, we're, we're just past 20 minutes, we're almost at 21. And I uh, just want to really address, if you've never tried meditating, I would say go find a park bench or someplace that's comfortable, warm enough, and you're bundled up so you're the ones you get, get sick. But just take a moment and then close your eyes and listen to what's going on around you. Connect to the sound first. Connect with your breathing. Are you holding your breath? Then exhale all the air out if you are. Just take a slow, deep breaths. And just make sure you got some rhythmic breathing going on. Some deep breaths. Flow. Not too much, not too little. Just something nice and comfortable, but deep. Slowing down the breaths. And as you slow down the breaths, start to notice what you feel in your body. You know, maybe you got some pains. Maybe you got some tightness, chest. Just breathe into that area and just notice it. And then notice what you see around you. Notice what you hear. Notice what you feel. Notice what thoughts show up in your head well, now that you've slowed down. Slowed down. And this is a key because those thoughts are like your, your to-do list, your work list. And you say, okay, there was that. And instead of going down that road, you can if you like. But I would say come back to the moment of slow. Just be in that moment. And on your walk back to wherever you are, then allow your mind to go to whatever task that you're working on or would like to solve. Your mind can wander. There's so many different options that can happen when you slow things down. So this is David Startouch, and I want to thank you so much for joining me on Positive Talk, and I will see you next week. Namaste.